I'm delighted to introduce today Leading Dental Specialist Solicitor Jonathan Tyson of Knights PLC. Knights are a legal and professional services company and it's my very great pleasure to have a chat to you today, Johnny. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Lily. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, uh, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very busy and I know you are as well. We know that with all the deals that we currently have in flight. Um, Johnny, first of all, let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your role and, and the company, Knights. Um, yeah, as you, as you rightly said, Knights, uh, um, our, our aim really is to be a, the leading profession, uh, legal and professional services business outside of London. Um, and we're building and growing to, to achieve that. Um, my, my role within the, in the business is uh, as a partner. Um, I, I work in the corporate team um, with a very specific emphasis on the healthcare sector and, and dental sector in particular. Um, I, um, and we, we've, we don't have team leaders um, at the moment. Um, we, we decided that that was a role that... Um, we wanted everybody to be equal in terms of who who the partners are, and therefore, but um, I guess I I sort of take on the role of of coordinating the the healthcare team um, within nights, and and certainly on the, on the dental front, um, the team is um, there's nine of us who who run transactions from start to finish, um, and would do the same role as me. And then obviously we bring in other other members of the the wider team to help with those with those transactions as and when necessary. So the number of people that we've probably got working on dental transactions on a day to day basis is is probably around thirty people. That's very good to hear because I know for a fact that one of the key things we do for our clients is recommend that they absolutely hire a dental expert solicitor and also a company that has the ability to deal with all aspects of a sale because as we know there's all there's lots of components it's like a jigsaw isn't it you know you you may have nhs it may be an incorporated business property premises lease and then you've got all the hr issues and i know that uh, one of the benefits that knights bring is that you have someone there that can deal with anything that crops up as well as the general body of a deal uh, and that's very important isn't it rather than having to outsource and then wait for a third party coming in I think so. I think you know where we where we benefit and and, and probably where we differ, differ from um, a lot, if not all, of our competitors is is the sort of size of our our business and the and the number of resources that we can call upon to help with the transaction, but also the different areas that we can that we can cover without needing to go um, and outsource it. So, for instance, we you know we've got in-house tax um, expertise as well. Um, planning expertise and things like that as well, which um, not every law firm has. Um, so I think you know that's that's something that is is very important. And and I think what what I would also say is that because we've got such strength in depth, it, it doesn't really matter how many transactions we're dealing with at, at any one time. Um, you know, we've got a number in, enough people. Um, with enough capacity in the team to be able to maintain the high levels of service and and the speed and efficiency in which we like to work, um, regardless of the number of transactions that we've got. Well, that's what I like to hear, Johnny, and that's the reason why, obviously, we we send clients to you because it's so important. Um, and obviously, if a, if you're under pressure and you can't deal with a transaction, there's enough delays, as we know. With lots of transactions, lots of things can come out of the woods and, and, and delay something. But it's so important, isn't it, to have that coverage 
and that ability if you're off sick, if you're on holiday or if you're just overwhelmed with the workload, um, knowing that you've got a team around you that can pick it up. Um, and that's very important. And, and the communications as well. Um, so come on then, let's talk about the state of the market. <laughs> um, you know, we're coming through, you know, as I said on our previous podcast, the green shoots of recovery are out there for people without a doubt. We are extremely busy and I know you guys are too. What's your view of the state of the market right now? Clearly, this time, this time last year and going into the original lockdown, um, you know, things were, were very different. You know, there was, there was deals falling away. Um, there was completions not happening. Um, and, you know, as, as a team, I would say we were probably April, April, May time, we were not twiddling our thumbs, but we were, you know, we were wondering what, what we might do next. Um, uh, once, once practices opened in June, um, things really started to, to, to recover, I think. Um, and where we see ourselves now, I think, is where we would expect to be, um, if not in a better place. And what I mean by that is um, in terms of the level of inquiries that we're getting, um, and obviously, you know, no small part of that is, is, is due to, to yourselves, um, which we're very grateful for. Um, but, but inquiry levels in general are normal, if not more than more than we would expect and and the number of transactions that we're dealing with at the moment is 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 certainly where i would expect to be this time in a normal year if not slightly more i think what what has helped everybody in the sort of corporate transactional field is is the budget that um that's just gone um you know the furore around whether there was going to be changes in cgt or not um, made people stop and think and um, and try and get transactions done when perhaps under normal circumstances they might not have done them so quickly or might not have done them at all. Um, but I think aside from that, anyway, um, the transactional market is is very buoyant. Um, you know, there's a lot of hungry um, buyers out there. You know, I think what you will have seen and what I've seen over the last over the last few years is there's a lot a lot greater number of of serious buyers out there who who want to build um build groups um and we're seeing that as well i think probably what what the last 12 months has done has made um made people think about what they want to do with their practice if they own a practice um and consider seriously whether actually they might just sell it and that's regardless of their sort of age I think whereas traditionally you know most sellers are probably looking to retire. The profile has changed in it the landscape's changed we're seeing a lot of um, associates buying which has been yep. very good so um, we have had an enormous amount of sales to first-time buyers a real spike in those and obviously you must have seen that as well you're educating them on, on all the things that they need to know about buying a dental practice the whole transaction um, and as you say, sellers are, are re-evaluating um, what their options are. Now, work levels, I mean, how are you managing at the moment with the general work levels to cope with this spike? Um, it may flatten out, but at the moment we're not seeing much uh, abatement in that. What are you seeing? I would say in terms of um, the number of hours that we're, that we're doing across the team, um, 
we are, um, you know, probably 80, 80% sort of occupied in terms of our daily number of hours recorded and things like that. So I would say there's still, there's still capacity within our, within our team. Um, but, you know, what, what we've got um, and what, you know, what Knights does for us really is, is that, you know, if we do have a need um, for, for recruitment, then, then the options are there to look at, to look at that sort of thing. But, but at the moment, um, no, what we do is we, you know, we genuinely do work as a team. We have regular, regular meetings, obviously, in these circumstances, still via Zoom or um, things like that. Um, but to discuss work levels and things so that actually that nobody within the team is is absolutely flat out and other people are less busy. We, we even it out across the team in terms of the numbers of transactions that people are dealing with. So that so that actually we've got a, a good spread across the team of of how busy people are, but also aim, with the aim of making sure that everybody's still got capacity to take on to take on new work. Sometimes, as we know, um, somebody gets a good reputation for delivering a great service, and then they become overwhelmed with work. And the next thing is that somebody that you previously relied on to be absolutely red hot and all over it, and dealing with everything and keeping to the schedule that we try so hard to keep keep on track you know so that the deal mm. doesn't delay to such a degree that transaction fatigue kicks in that old chestnut yeah. um, but then that person becomes so busy so popular they get so much work that actually they become difficult to work with and then you start to get negative feedback so it's good to hear that you you share the work even though somebody might come to you for example and say I definitely want to work with Jonathan um, but it's good to know that if the work pressure becomes so great that you will share that load. And that's really good because, as we know, the, the time spent for a deal to complete is still far too long. Mm. Um, we could dedicate a complete day to talking about why and whose fault it is. We certainly could. We certainly <laughs> could. No, I think it's important. That, I mean, my, my aim has always been that I don't want, I don't want the work that we do in the, in the dental sector as, as nights to be all about, all about me. And the more people that I can introduce in the team to, well, to, to clients and the likes of yourselves, the better, really, because those those relationships build as well. Um, I mean, what I always try and do is, is is make sure that I am involved in a transaction if if I've been referred to um, specifically, um, because I think that's an expectation of a, of a client who's spoken to you in the first instance, and also from your point of view. Um, but but on you know in order to keep maintain the the levels of service and things you know we bring other people in to help us with transactions so that there's no danger of of us being the the reason that the transaction is 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 slower than people would like absolutely and that's that communication is so important isn't it you know nobody it wants to ever phone up when they have a query or, or a concern and be told, I don't know, it's not, he's not here and I don't know about it. And that's something that we very much impress upon on, on our team um, is responsiveness and always having somebody that can help you if that one person that they work with isn't available. Yeah. So that's really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's talk about um, the NHS for a moment. Um, what are you seeing in relation to the increased NHS targets? You know, that they've got to be met this financial year. There must have been a huge fallout for you and all kinds of um, deals in jeopardy. Until the, the way that the NHS had decided to deal with the last, the last 12 months effectively um, was 
communicated to everybody. Clearly, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, when we we were having to build pretty general indemnities into documents um, without without knowing the specifics to try and you know cover everybody until the NHS made the decision in order to try and get transactions done rather than saying, well, we, we can't complete it now because we don't know quite what's going to happen with the NHS. Um, thankfully, we do know now. Um, and it's taken some, it's taken some, um, some different drafting from our point of view to add into documents to deal with, with how the payments are going to work and things. Um, but we, we feel like we've got we've got some good documents in place to, to, to cover every eventuality. But I mean, what it's done in terms of the marketing, in terms of transactions that we've had is that is, is yes, you're right. It's created, well, it's created a, um, I don't know, um, an unnecessary um, complication when you come in towards the end of a transaction, I think is, is probably the best way of putting it. Um, We've not had any transactions that have have not continued or not completed as a result of it, but we've had a lot of extra debate around it um, and actually different interpretations. We had one just last week that we were trying to complete and we've got two different interpretations from the, from the sets of solicitors on the on what the NHS calculations mean and and how they're calculated so and uh, you know and that that took some sorting out which wouldn't have ordinarily needed doing no. so i think it's you know, it, it's nice that we've got some certainty into in the what what they're doing um i mean i think the question still is is going to arise as to as to what's going to happen moving forward um you know and and whether in fact it, anybody gets a breach notice at all for the last yeah. 12 months regardless of their performance i mean who knows really um all we've got to do is well keep our ears to the ground and and you know be on top of of when any 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 formal um notices are given on that front um and just tailor our documents accordingly so that we've we've covered every eventuality you know, you talk about breach notices, but my goodness me, can you imagine if they were to start issuing them? I mean, it would be a veritable confetti, wouldn't it? I think I, that uh, I can't believe that they yeah. that they can. Neither could I. But let's never say never. One thing that I've learned, you know, since working with dentists since two thousand and six, is that you never quite know what what the NHS are going to going to say. No. Even even if you've even if you've got precedent from them before for doing one thing, you can yeah. never quite guarantee that they'll do that again. Yeah. Have you always been in, in dental legal work, Johnny, or have you ever done other um, aspects of law? No, I mean, I've, I've done general corporate work and, and I still do to a, to a certain extent, but not, um, it's certainly not the majority of my work. But yeah, I qualified in 2004 um, and then in 2006, the firm that I was with at the time, we, we knew that the NHS contracts were going to change at that point. Um, so we got to grips with the new contracts as they were then um, because we we saw that it was going to be a, a good opportunity to to specialise in, in transacting dental practices. So I, I've done my majority of work since then in, in buying and selling dental practices. But, but no, we, um, we do, we do any, any type of corporate transaction within the team um, if required. Um, 
but but as I say, certainly and certainly since I joined Knights, which is um, six years ago now. Um, so you've the, pretty much seen. Well, I never. I always hesitate to say you think you've seen it all because every day is a school day in our world. And and if I had a pound for every time somebody on our team says you won't believe what's happened this week, mm. and and you think you've seen it all, heard it all, read it all, or had it happen in a transaction, but. We almost used to, ought to write a book, oughtn't we, about the kind of things that can cause a deal to falter or cause mistrust, unrest, and then the deal to all the wheels to come off, as I say. Um, yeah. But I would imagine that you've pretty much seen most things that can come out of the woodwork. And it's just trying to preempt that, isn't it? And I know we work really hard and mm. I don't think we shared it with you yet, but we have an enormous uh, a checklist to go through with everybody on the point of a, of a sale and that introductory call that we have with a transaction and try and cover off every base you can, but there will always be something. Um, yeah. And of course, with the NHS, those variances coming in and, and that, uh, I think that um, things can really affect a deal to such a degree. So it's just more time, it's more work for everybody and a lot of stress, isn't it? You know, uh, preparation for a, for a sale can't be understated, I think. And that's that's where where I think that, that perhaps Perhaps we can work even closer on things. Is it, you know, as as much as it as much as it helps our interest in being in being engaged early with a with a client. I think there's a lot of work that that can be done um, to prepare for a sale. So you know, as soon as as soon as the the, the practice is launched effectively, I think mm. you know, and I know I know you are, are very good at doing that. Um, I just think we could we could do it more between us well, um, in terms of of really getting to know um, a seller or sellers sooner and looking at what they've got. Um, you know, look getting due diligence prepared, but also looking at things like the CQC registration or their NHS contract and things like that. Preparatory work that we can do before a, a buyer's even on board. Um, can help with the timescales. I know we touched on earlier the, the number of different things that can can halt a deal um, and lots of things that are beyond yours or my control. Um, but I think you know the things that are within our control are are certainly um, having a different eye on on a practice and on the on the documents can can help. And not just waiting for it just to come up. And because sometimes when yeah. when things occur, you just think, why did nobody see that coming? Was yeah. that why was that question not asked? You know, um, yeah. and and it's about that ability. And and we are working very. Um, we're virtually at completion now. We've reviewed the sort of review document that we share with our buyers and sellers and their solicitors. So we'll be sharing that with you shortly. So I look forward Great. to. Um, Abby uh, bringing that to you and how we can get communication levels going and get everybody singing off the same song sheet but more importantly understanding what's required of them yes. in order to get a deal through in a timely fashion. Mm. Um, trends in the market, are you seeing any trends out there right now? As, as you said I think um, you know a lot of first-time buyers uh, and probably more more than I would normally see. I think mm -hmm. what what the last 12 months has done for for associates is made them think actually I'm probably safer buying my own practice rather than you know relying on the income um, that I get as an associate dentist for working for somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think the the corporates um, are are very active well uh, 
a number of them are very active. Um, we, we are seeing a huge, yes, I mean, it's business as usual for us, for sure. And um, we are, as you know, we're, uh, you've been ma managing some of them, you know, for us. We've got some very substantial sales going through, but also we've seen quite a few new entrants to the market with people with substantial funding looking to start mm. a dental group. So COVID hasn't frightened them off. If anything, yep. it's, it's almost wetted their appetite or any plans they had. They were put on hold, but they're very much back now. And I'm probably working, personally, I'm probably working with three or four different uh, entities, groups that are looking to plant their flag in mm -hmm. the dental world and make a start. Um, yeah. And they have very big plans now, of course, who knows how well that will ultimately end as we know sometimes people come in with a bang and they go out with a whimper others nonetheless make a very good niche and they and they they end up growing often not as quickly though as they thought they would there is a lot more interest from from sort of private equity you know uh, whether that's um, private equity wanting to buy an existing small group of practices and build from there or whether it is actually um, private equity looking to to start up a, a venture and move forward. We've had a number of discussions recently um, on all those fronts um, and and with serious um, serious private equity people who've got serious pedigree in, in healthcare and and the wider sort of corporate sphere looking at looking at dental as a serious option and um, I think I think that's that's only good for for us. You know, we've seen some groups who've who've taken private equity investment, who now want to effectively motor on, and you know buy at a greater rate than they were buying. Um, you know, some of which are clients of ours. Um, you know, you're also seeing what what you're also seeing. I think is um, a bit of movement in sort of terms of personnel within the within the market. Yes. Um, and, and, and particularly within, you know, within the sort of stuff that we do, not, I don't mean dentists, I mean, you know, on the professional side and, you know, when people starting to work with groups who've, who've previously been at other groups and, and actually that's a sign that, that those groups want to, want to build even quicker than they were doing and therefore are recruiting to do that. And I think that's that's a great sign for for the likes of, of you and I because yeah. it means that the transaction levels are high and continue to be high and 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 are looking like they're they're going to, they're going to be even more voluminous. It's a healthy sign, and and you know the people the the creme de la creme are being selected. They're moving around, and of course that's what we want to see in our industry. What we don't want to see is people leaving in droves like rats diving off a yeah. sinking ship moving into veterinary and optical and pharmaceutical, Indeed. you know, Indeed. I think the signs are genuinely, genuinely very good, very healthy. It's a good time for buyers, but it's also a good time for sellers, you know, um, yeah. and I think overall the market is, is strong. It's growing. Obviously, there's still some recovery there. Um, wounds are still being licked in a lot of businesses to recover from COVID. But I think that the spring and summer coming forward, um, I mean, I don't know when we'll all be back doing what we used to do, going to all the shows and all the rest of it. We're, we've touched upon that. I know I don't, I'm not sure people's appetite to go en masse to big events. But I think generally our industry has survived. Healthcare always mm -hmm. has, you know, has, will always do so. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's looking good. 
Um, so crystal ball time now, Johnny. What's the rest of the year looking like for you? The, the next pinch points, I guess, from a, from a work point of view, we've got we've got the end of March, um, which is end of NHS contract year, which is usually probably one of the busiest times of the year from a transactional point of view. Um, and I still think that's going to be the case, even though we've had a lot of transactions that completed pre-budget. Um, we've still got a lot that are looking to complete um, by the end of March. Um, from a night's business point of view, it's our financial year end at the end of April. So again, um, anything that, that we miss out on completing at the end of March, there'll be a, a big drive on to try and get that completed by the end of April. Um, I think looking at the wider picture, I, I, I see a lot of positive, positivity. Um, I think, you know, the market continues to be very strong. So, I, you know, I, I see that, that we will continue to, to have a similar number of transactions as we do now, if not, if not more. Um, I guess there, you know, there may be some further um, races on in terms of the, the autumn statement and whether, you know, whether people are um, wary about what might, what new stuff might come come in, in that and, and whether that focuses people's minds to say well look now we definitely need to get it done before the autumn statement um, other than that I think you know in terms of the team um, you know as, as a business we um, we sort of halted um, recruitment unless it was was partners with a with a following um, during the sort of the main um, element of the pandemic but now I think we're looking at um, we're looking at the team and we're looking at the work levels and actually we're saying to ourselves now might be a good time to, to look at whether we whether we can recruit as well um, you know we um, we hoped that we might be able to recruit somebody um, a few weeks ago um, but unfortunately um, they they decided to take up another another offer, um, but I think that's a good sign that you know that we were able to demonstrate to our business that that we could we could justify yeah. that. Um, so I think that's that's something else that we will look at. Um, and I guess yeah, it's you know once we can get back to some sense of of what we would normally be doing, um, I think the the year looks like hopefully. Catching up with people in the in the flesh as well, you know yeah. whether that's clients or um, people such as yourselves. You know, I think, you know, from a personal point of view, and and the rest of the team, we're all screaming to to go yeah. out and see people. You know, and you know we've got very good relationships with lots of people, but I think you you can only really cement those relationships or build on them. Once you see people in the flesh, and I agree. Um, you know whether it be having a coffee with them or dinner or or whatever, or just mm. just seeing them, um, I think there's going to be a lot of clambering for for that, and we're, we're all looking forward to being able to do I, that. I can I can uh, endorse that one. I'm certainly looking forward to it, and uh, being able to travel freely and just do all the things that one takes for granted. But uh, that's great. Look, John, it's been really lovely talking to you. Um, I really appreciated your time today and I, I would love to talk to you again perhaps in a couple or three months time just to see how the market pans out and I know that there's a whole variety of subjects that we can, we can discuss 
um, which deals more with the thorny issues of a sale transaction. So what we'll mm -hmm. do is we'll come up with a sort of a few key things that will catch people's attention to talk about in a transaction point of view. But it's been really lovely today just to get a good overview of how you are, how life is at Knights and the team. Do send them all my very best. Thank you once again. It's been really delightful. Well, thank you very much for asking me. And now, as as, as we've said before, I'd be delighted to do to do further further ones on on Lovely. whatever topics we we decide. But no, don't worry, I'll throw Thanks. something your way. Thanks very much, Johnny. <laughs> Goodbye now. Bye. <laughs>